0: Welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Interviews with the biggest names in American rugby. The New England Free Jacks, Major League Rugby champions. One on one to score. score! Yeah. Here are your hosts, Bill Baker and that other guy. We are actually live on. Uh, uh, I hit it right or wrong button, and it started the whole show. <laughs> But it—we're uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and and Twitter right now. But you missed like the very beginning, Fitzy. I got to play the very beginning of this show. Okay? Did no, you hear I heard it.
1: There? I heard it. It was hilarious. It was great. Did you see the whole thing? I saw the whole entire thing. And it was awesome. Heard the whole thing. I'm the other guy. Okay, okay, okay. good.
0: <laughs> we we can change that. It's not a big oh, deal. I think it's uh, we can it's work on it. <laughs> so this is for any of you guys who are tuning in right now. If there is anyone tuning in, I know this is a uh, a soft launch of uh, season four of US Rugby Happy Hour Live. I almost got the name of the show, Fitzy, which is weird. <laughs> so we're trying this on this new platform. We're all video now, so you all get to see mine. And John Fitzpatrick's of uh, uh, *Rugby Mornings* faces our beautiful faces, and Sorry. Sorry whatever shirt we want to wear, and you know all that stuff. So what? <laughs> so now, not only do you hear our beautiful voices, now you get to see our beautiful faces and hats and unshaved beards and, and whatever. Bill, I didn't but, take a shower
1: yet today, so I
0: apologize. Well, well it's in smell o vision. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're kicking it off with this. We're just going to have some fun right now. We are. Going to talk about this past year uh, through U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live, also Major League Rugby, USA Rugby, whatever. Not going to get into a ton, and then we want to talk a little bit about the future in two thousand twenty-four, and just kind of go back and forth. Anyway, Fitzy, good to see you. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I got to say, I like all this increased production value. This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I I, I like it too. I think we need to. uh, We'll get a picture up there behind you. Yeah, don't get a little up there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Don't mind the. This is my mess room back at the house. Everything just gets thrown back here, and I have a desk back here so I can do this somewhat quietly.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I have this hole in the basement, and this the set behind me is left over from uh, when I was doing the Eagle eyed Rugby podcast. It looks good. Thank you. Thank you. I got some. Got some nice. Momentos I like, the, in there I like
1: and, the bistro lights hanging there. That's nice. Yeah. Time. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I was getting. Uh, I stole that from um, uh, Conan O'Brien when he had his podcast during COVID. He had kind of lighting and stuff in the background, so uh, I was paying attention. Um, a neat thing, though, um, a rugby imports followed me on on um... same this morning. Yeah, right. And what what cracks me up about that is, right there, is the very first ball I ever bought, like back in nineteen ninety. And it is a rugby imports ball. The thing is solid. You can't do, you, I can't, I'm going to fall over, forget it, but you can't bounce it. <laughs> you it will probably chip a tooth if you tried, you know, biting it. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, so we got it going. We got it. This is going to be fun, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so let's, let's jump into it. We've got last year to talk about. Um, it, like I said, we just had that new open. Honestly, I think we need to do, we need to show everybody our old open or reliefs uh part Please. of it yeah okay it. like this right here welcome to the show
1: where the stars come yeah, to glow cool. us right in the house ready to put on a show my bill and john the dynamic duo <laughs> talking to the mic bringing you the biggest name shining bright like a light why are you showing off your muscles and i gotta stay covered up
0: <laughs> well um I, I think i'm looks like i'm in prison <laughs> <laughs> i like you too And you're the rock star. Well,
1: I mean, clearly. I mean, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Even though you actually are the rock star, you the lead singer of a band. Well, when you get as cool as me,
0: you don't have to be always doing the stuff, right? You just sit back there and let someone like you run with it. Basically. And and be cool with it, right? Mick Jagger. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, So... If you guys would listen to us, or whoever's online right now tuning in, um, just to recap, last year, last season three of U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live was probably our best yet, despite not being nominated for a podcast award. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's rigged. <laughs> With that said, uh, Fitzy and I did 35 live shows, um, 70 podcast episodes all together, including some of the best dubs, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, 68 guests from around the globe and uh, over 27 or 25,000 listens online. That's between podcasts, live views or listens yeah. when we used to be on Twitter spaces. Uh, oh, and that's the thing also. We're not on Twitter spaces anymore, and is which I'm really happy about. So uh, with that said, Fitzy, let, you know, I, I, we did some best of episodes. And I want to talk about those and play some video clips from that also. Yeah. But you know, those episodes are obviously, uh, and you saw them, we all saw them. Uh, Scott Lawrence recently, um, Ryan Matthias and Dina Waldron. Uh, um, who is it? Uh, Rachel Johnson and, and Mata Hingano, mm-hmm. uh, and then Alana Mar. And um, we thought those a really good. They were funny. They were informative, especially Scott Lawrence, less funny, but really informative about this past year yeah absolutely Um, yeah so on top of those bits I mean what do you think with those episodes were there others also that you remembered like yeah those are good ones
1: i mean i've got this awesome poster and you can see it behind you as well where you printed off quite a few of the different guests i'll show it to you on screen right quick this one here i mean i was going through this an impressive number of people that we talked with and talked to major league rugby usa rugby uh i mean when we had uh amanda windsor white on yep just a couple of days after rugby atl had their had their rebrand a lot of people were very interested in that you know for yeah. obvious reasons that was fun uh, having greg peterson too. on that was a good one mike friday jumps on kate zachary's been on the show a couple of times uh, always enjoy hearing from from alex goff and brian ray and Jackie Finland just covering all the different aspects of rugby here in the U.S. and and overseas. That, yeah, Cantor, I see Michael Young from the U.S. RPA. I mean, I'm just going down the list here. It's uh, it's been a, it was a good, it was a really good year and a really interesting and a diverse cast of characters who who <laughs> lent their time uh, with us.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and I remember um, early on when Scott Lawrence. Let's talk about Scott Lawrence's best. of yeah. – Early on. Um, he talked about, um, what do you talk about? Oh, um, he mentioned, we asked him about games in 2024. You remember this? And he, mm-hmm. I think he said 13 or 14 matches. And that was before, I don't think we've heard that yet, a, a number. And so that was exciting to hear. And then it was later in the year we started finding, okay, how is it going to happen? It's the, the Pacific rim. It's whatever else. So that was really good to hear from Scott. And he's, I, I, I love how he talks quite a bit. I mean, we talked about to him in this latest episode with him, the one we did a best of of, um, you know, it was shortly after winning the, you know, the Ville International Cup. Um, and so he, he had a chance to talk about the highs and lows of the season. I remember you asking him um, if to rate himself, which is always fun to do. <laughs> what But he give himself like a B plus. I think, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I
1: think a B, B plus. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but he did talk about, you know, the accomplishments, you know, you know, what kind of stuff did they succeed at?
1: Um, well, Bill, as you as you try to yeah. pull up the one video, the 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 very first conversation we had with Scott Lawrence after he was named interim head coach, you know, he kept talking about uh, zero G rugby. And that phrase just like stood out oh, in yeah. my mind, because I wanted to learn a little bit more about, you know, what exactly zero, zero G was all about. And I think what was interesting is that uh, he's done a couple of things. Uh, right he's reestablishing that connection from past Eagles to current Eagles, right? Building that bond, forging that bond of what it means to put on, uh, you know, a USA Jersey and represent your, your nation. So I thought that was really interesting. And he's used a bunch of different metaphors, right? And zero G and kind of NASA and going out into space and new frontier and the adventures yep. and the risks that you have to take with that. And zero G, I guess that concept I'll paraphrase here a little bit. And we had Greg Peterson, talk about it and Nate Osberger talk about it and Nate Brakely talk about it, what it means to each of them, but essentially just like free flowing attacking rugby where it's instinctual and it's an aggressive and it's an open game and that's music to my ears. You know, that's what I think we want to see. We want to see our boys and girls run with the ball. So, you know, I've really latched onto that concept And, and hearing the different players talk about it and then kind of pinpointing specific instances where we've seen that on the field in the last few games. It's encouraging what is coming down the line, I guess, in the next couple of years.
0: Right. And we talked to him also about the players coming up this next year as well. You know, I, I love that the new guys coming and even mentioned a few players uh, who are playing overseas. I think crimp um, um, crim uh, who's playing. I forget which club he's playing for. But you talk about those guys who are making it up through the ranks. So it's, it's great to see, you know, talent coming in and actually starting to, you know, uh, um, show up. We well, not show up, but I mean, like turn heads, I'll say, um, you know, for this. So oh, oh, I almost had it. Uh, <laughs> I had a video almost. Oh, so <laughs> so hold off on that one. So I want to skip forward also. Um, and I do want to get back to the Scott Lawrence tease as soon as it's ready, as soon as it's loaded. Uh, but I want to jump ahead to Ryan Mattias and Dino Waldron because that was just funny. I mean, those two have been on the show for a while and no one loves the game more than Ryan Mattias does. I mean, we all love it. I love it. Fans love it. But he has such a great voice. You know, when we talk to him, you, you get that sense, right? I mean, he's so, yeah, let's talk about the game and and all this stuff. And and, uh, and daddy, a new daddy also. So him having on. And, and that episode that we showed the best of was so funny. And unfortunately, you weren't able to be there. for No, that I know.
1: That's why it was but, so good. I know.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was so good. And, and some of the nicknames, I mean, I don't know if you know some of the other nicknames they talked about. I mean, they went on for like five minutes, you know, like. Uh, both of theirs like Mean Dean, uh Ryan the Lion, um, you know, and I love it. We're talking about Cam Dolan, I
1: like Old Man Greg, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> or Mean Greg and I would never say it, that to him, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but Cam Dolan was had so many like I think it was like they called it Cam Dolan Rummy. So when they played cards, it was always Cam Dolan always won. So they had different names for him. It was like oh boy, I think. The Dolan rules or whatever else are he never <laughs> lost uh you know some funny ones in there like uh curry dog by uh you know for Tony Lambor and um, Bobby dice obviously we know Bryce uh Campbell the butcher's iconic mm-hmm. uh, Dino is the Winnebago which is great which I think it's we so can good. give to Chris Bauman but <laughs> but have you heard any other nicknames besides those that they were bringing up
1: no, I, yeah. I'm trying to remember all of them. Some I don't think are, are safe for work. Um, <laughs> others probably have a little bit of a backstory. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. <laughs> all right, I'm going to back up. I got a video for Scott Lawrence. So take a listen to this. Um, he's talking about the a, a couple of points that the, he wanted to get across uh, in, in, the organ, in the group uh, throughout his first year. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. We <laughs> should go somewhere else. Oh, here we go. Let's try this
2: really what we wanted to do was just do a couple of things, uh, this year. And one was to establish the identity of the Eagles and the way that we wanted to operate the Eagles environment and the, and the second one was to kind of feed the pathways and begin the next generation. So look at the top of the, of the Eagles, if you consider them as national team as the top of the chain and say, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's make that something that's worth being a part of, and then let's start to put the vehicles in place. So, you know, when I look at the end of your tour, I believe that the team has found itself and its identity and its leadership core and the way in which we want to train and play and apply themselves within the sport. And then when you look at the um, Dom B. Sags or the potential of a Stefan Krimp from the twenties coming through into the mm. Senior Eagles towards the end of the year, you start to go, okay, you know, or maybe we're making some progress to, towards those two things.
0: So, yeah, so he mentions those players there. I, it, 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 he made a good point. I like that. It's just he, he's starting to see progress with the young guys coming up.
1: I like what you did there. I like how you could have the video up and the audio. We can run a, two boxes to the side of it. Wow. Well, but if was, it works. I, you've been busy in the offseason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole thing of my actual job has been a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, let's go to the next one. Uh, we were just talking about Dino uh, um, and, and Ryan. And again, the camaraderie between the two, it just cracks me up. And here's our conversation. You know, basically I asked them about who would be like the alpha dog, you know, when they were on tour and, and their response was really funny. Which one of you would be the first through the pub door? Like kind of like an alpha dog kind of thing. Dino,
2: Dino 1000%, <laughs> no. he's, he's dragging me in there. If, if we're in Bucharest, Romania, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ryan, let's talk about that game in Chicago. Just not necessarily the, the finals, but just, like, the presentation that MLR put on. And it was, you know, a little over 10,000 fans. That's nothing for you, Ryan, especially after that first game this past season in, in San Diego. Oh, what did
2: you guys have, 11,000 fans? <laughs> 11,470, but <boots. laughs> who's <Bruce> counting? counting. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. Oh, no, no big deal. It's all right. You know, the gold mine, we got ours going down there in the south. It's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those guys are actually obviously good friends. So it's good to hear them laughing it up. And, and again, if for those listening uh, out of all of them, tell you the truth. That was my favorite. It's not cause Fitzy wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite because those two were just so good together. Uh, but listen to it. They're so funny. And then we do talk about some serious stuff, you know, their post career type stuff also. So it's, it, it, it's awesome to listen to. Uh, next one, Fitzy, was uh, uh, Rachel Johnson and Mata Hingano. Yeah, uh, you remember that when I was—that was during the uh, WXV. Uh, what was your take on that interview?
1: That was fun. Um, I just remember um, Hingano just being super excited because she, I think, had just gotten her first cap, if I recall correctly,
0: and and played um, the game that, yeah. and, against Wales, I think it was.
1: Yeah, and you and. You know, similar to, to Dino and Ryan, just the camaraderie between um, teammates, right? And, you know, they'd almost kind of finish sentences and they had, yeah. you know, inside stories and stuff. So all of that tells me that there's, there's like a good culture there, right? That, that, that they enjoy playing with each other, that they back each other up out there on the field and off. So I, it was a fun conversation
0: it was and again they were they were pretty funny back and forth too and they were both two different stages like you said Mm -hmm. mata just got her first 15s cap and she's pretty known with the sevens tour um but then we also asked her about you know who her her mentors i guess on 15s are um and you know and and that (laughs) that turned out to be pretty funny too because you know she was trying to she was really trying to figure out who to say and you were saying rachel Hey Rachel. So this is you. that bit. This is that bit right here, Matt. Uh, let's talk about your Eagles teammates. No pressure. Rachel's right next to you. Are, are there any? <laughs> <laughs> are there any teammates you can point out who have maybe acted? kind of like mentors to you or just have really been important for you to help you along the way? Yeah, definitely our very
1: own
2: captain, Kate
1: Zachary. Mm-hmm. Um, as my 13, she's definitely helped me coming from like a sevens background majority of the time into like a 15s experience. Like she's helped me understand my role more. And I just feel like the rest of I can't really point out, like, but just mainly her. Rachel. Rachel. Something nice about Rachel. (laughs) Her energy and just her presence on the field gets me going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I love the camaraderie. It's so funny, and she and I think they had a good time too. And by the way, they did like that uh, that open music that we used.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they were flattering us. But yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I think that was the first time you had played it, right? Yeah, it was beginning yeah, of that show. Sure. And I think, yeah, only once or twice I've played it since. But <laughs> all right, jumping forward, uh, Alana Mar. That was our last best of. Uh, I, I liked her a lot because you yeah. know, she is a big name when it comes to mm-hmm. USA Sevens rugby and quite quite the social media influence as well. So the social media star. Um, yeah, she was great. I, I loved um, how she talked about maybe playing fifteen soon. I mean, she played 15s in college, obviously but to see her really wanting a chance to go and play overseas possibly you remember that mm-hmm.
1: that yes the, the biggest thing i took away from that was this was right as she was starting to get back to trying to get in shape following her her oh, yeah. her, injury. her injury which was probably i think she said the biggest injury she's had she hadn't really faced an injury like that before in her career so you know as a as a world class athlete not me her you know yeah. mentally <laughs> that's probably <laughs> that's, that's probably the hardest thing I think she was talking about is just, you know, all of a sudden it changes and you have to kind of get back, you have to adapt and just to yeah. overcome those obstacles and then probably in the long run will make her a better player right because as 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 anyone who's played any sport knows particularly rugby, you're going to get injured playing this sport right so now that you've gotten through an injury and come back and now she's back at that world class level again it almost takes the fear out of okay what if happens if i get hurt again so that you can go back out there and not worry in the back of your mind that i'm going to get hurt again because i can i can get through this you know i can get through that adversity again so All
0: right
1: uh, yeah it was a really interesting conversation with her i think we had tried to get her a few times
0: Well, we were trying for a long time. I thought for a while that we were just we weren't good enough for her. (laughs) You know, I did run into her at the MLR finals in Chicago. And she did say maybe not in these words, but she did say that our show was her favorite ever. (laughs) Maybe not in those words. So we got some sound from her show also. And I forget what this one is about. I'm glad you brought up 15s. Is that done?
1: No, I would love to. I, I, my goal is to at some time go play in the Premier League. So I think it would be super yeah. cool, but I, I'd love to play in the World Cup in 2025 in England. I think that is going to be another record-breaking event for the game for women. But I think beforehand I'd have to do a little bit of a 15s training because I've kind of lost it all. I don't really... I don't really see the game like I used to, but I do think if I were to, you know, play against the best and really immerse myself in it, like like with a Premier League team, I, would, mm. I think it would really be cool for
0: me. Yeah, she was cool. She had a lot to say. i like to see her.
1: What an interesting two years this could be for her, right? Because um, you've got the Paris Olympics coming up this summer. I think the U.S. women are going to medal. I think they've got a really good shot at, at getting – gold silver or bronze but how cool would that be for for if she if she can earn her spot on the 15s because that means she would take a spot from someone but if she can get a medal at the olympics jump into 15s to get trained and ready and make the the women's eagles for a spot at the 2025 rugby world cup that's
0: that would be pretty cool for her
1: that's that would
0: be a neat story and she has the talent for it yeah right and size, she's physical, and yeah, yeah it, it's it's pretty cool. I like that idea. Uh, let's jump forward. We, we talked about uh, um, MLR a second ago. So let's talk about just generally speaking, let's talk about MLR, and I want to talk about general stuff from last year, USA 15s, that kind of thing. So um, obviously there's some surprises in the season. For me, I was actually surprised to see the Free Jacks in the finals. Well, not in the finals, but to win it over San Diego. I thought for sure San Diego was the stronger team. Uh, but for free tracks to win it, I was surprised by it. Uh, were there some other surprises for you in 2023 as far as how the season went? Just
1: on field product? Whatever. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll start with the on-field product i mean okay. you can see we're both wearing you know right merchandise of our favorite clubs i was pleasantly surprised by Oak Glory dc I, I figured they were going to have a better year than they had the year before but to make the playoffs and then in their first playoff game go up on the road and beat then new york that was that was really cool and, and a lot to build off of um And I thought last season was, was an exciting season. Uh, We saw a number of, 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 big players, both domestic and international have some, some really good seasons. I think the introduction of Chicago was great last year. They didn't have the record that they wanted, but great stadium there. Good fan base, um, you know, and it was exciting. And then we knew that, hey, Miami's coming in yeah. to the league. excited about what we saw from them, from you know, just it seems like there's a really strong rugby community down there in South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, a heavy Argentine influence, international influence, which is fantastic, right? This side of the world, you know, the Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere, you know, minus Europe and and the Pacific, it, we need rugby to catch on here so for for super rugby americas to to perform well that only is going to help major league rugby so there were a lot of encouraging things given what happened the year before when we had unfortunately you know la and austin to to fold and i thought it was a great final between the san diego legion and the new england free jacks at yeah. a great venue there in chicago went down to the wire and hats off to both those clubs the legion they had a fantastic season. The the Free Jacks won, what, like a record 13 straight or something like that. So yeah, on the field, everything was great. After the season, certainly we had some hiccups. You know, if you want to, I'll give the mic back to you on that one.
0: Yeah, um, losing two teams like that. You know, I, I wasn't completely surprised with Toronto. Um, I was sad, obviously, but I wasn't completely surprised. But then New York, boom. And then you think more about it, you don't hear anything about them signing anybody in the offseason, you know, really quiet, heard some rumblings. I'm like, how can they How can they be out? But um, that was sad to see go to it. I definitely think New York will have a team back sooner than later. Yeah. Um, but – and I forget who mentioned it. I think it might have been Nick Savetta or somebody on, on our show that said that the only problem with New York is that it's not a sports town, which is hard to say. It's an entertainment town. And so you really need to put a product out there that's not just – guys with a ball running around and their home fields were for a while there on uh, high school one or two where you you know you and I know well rugby and beer go together so if we can't share a beer (laughs) at a game yeah (laughs) that's gonna be tough uh besides that yeah the the presentation put on by MLR for that final at a neutral site I thought was a good idea I really like that idea me being there to see that yeah the stadium wasn't full um, but w- the one side of the field that really had the most fans wasn't shown as much because of the way the cameras were, Yeah, which I would love to be able to do. If they can do the camera platforms differently next time to show more fans, that'd be mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 I think it just ended up in a good place. You know, um, I, and I, I mentioned this before, and I'm actually going to show a video here that I put together of my trip there at the MLR Finals. Um, and you'll see I, I ran into a bunch of these players, mostly, you know, some of the Free Jacks, but mostly the San Diego Legion players who have been on our show four previous shows and like Marcel Brocky, you know, Ryan Mattias, Will Hooley, was a friend of the show. Um, so it, you can tell even their excitement, you know, going on the field was it, it. you can see how big it was for the league and for these guys. And speaking of that, I I, I did see um Corbs, Alex Corbacero, and I was trying to run into say hello to him, but the look on his face was don't don't fucking talk to me about it. Yeah, so I went the other direction, towards <laughs> towards I think <laughs> Poland or somebody from the Free Jacks. <laughs> it's a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's that video. Uh, it's a couple minutes long. Enjoy.
2: Both teams used to win well, and um, yeah, just oh, just happy. It's tough to process, you know. You, you put in a lot of hard work like every other team, you know, and you just continue to have to grind out each week and week, and you just come up short. So I think pride is one of those things that, you know, like gets easily thrown around. I think it, it goes without saying how proud we are of each other. And the pride will really show us we need to get back up and get back on the horse. I know I know, oh, I, know, I know I know, you I know, I know. I never
0: have to do that. Like, <laughs> you know. I said to five people tonight today already. You don't know who you are. <laughs> know we never in person, man. Sorry, buddy. Hey. I
2: don't know if I was in more pain, whether it was my hamstring or whether it was just like just my heart, but hey, it's small. Um, I gave everything today and the team gave everything. I just maybe a couple of things we didn't get right uh, key moments. As a winner and a loser, isn't Yeah. <laughs> it's not the obvious, but oh, not for us. Yeah, I hope this uh, this result doesn't reflect on what an awesome career this this gentleman's had, what a career like Ryan Mattis has had. You know the yeah. you know the impact that those guys have got beyond the 80 minutes, got beyond a season. You know they they impact the, the next generation. It's ultimately what's going to put competitive team in 2031 and 2033 for us um, in the United States. So to those guys, you know, we just thank them for their service, you know, beyond this season. So unfortunately we couldn't send them off with a victory, but hopefully we send them off knowing that their legacy is intact and we will continue to take that into next season. And beyond that. Well, we have a song that many championship teams have used in their celebrations. And we're happy now for two years and I've, I've seen it transcend into something bigger and better every time. And we're, we're, next thing We'll be back somewhere like this and it'll be full, you know, and we'll have, yeah, probably DJ and Shaq will come again. Um, <laughs> but look, it's a, it's a special day for American Rugby and I, I just hope now we can we, we can build this, this as a country, but as North American Rugby, just, you know, it's a successful day for sure.
0: All right. And we're back.
1: I don't think Bill, I don't think I saw that video in its entirety. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah. I'm a little upset at you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun day and you, you heard like from Hooli and and Marcy and I, I tried to get the people who have been on the show and stuff. So it wasn't really, I was trying not to be geared towards one team, but definitely a more Legion interview. Um, but yeah, you can you can definitely hear their, what they love about it, and and we'll, hopefully I don't get shut down for copyright issues uh, playing some of the Dropkick Murphy song.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. You know, I, I was going to say I was going to comment on that. You know, guys like Will Hooley and Marcel Baraki and Ryan Matias—they've played in a number of big games. You know, oh, yeah. whether it's in M.L.R. or international, representing the men's eagles, and um, you could tell how much they cared. Right, that it wasn't just another game. Um, you know, coming up short after the season that they had, it, it was cool and refreshing to hear the emotion, right? Because it yeah. meant so much to them, even even still after such a such a long and successful career. Uh, little old MLR still chumming along, they're turning along there that, that, you know, that final in Chicago still meant so much to them, even though they came up just a little short.
0: Yeah, and then looking forward to 2024, um, finals will be in San Diego, right? Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like 99% confirmed, but
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice facility. It's going to be warm weather, obviously. Well, July or August is going to be warm pretty much everywhere. But uh, my only worry about that is, you know, to fly to Chicago is easy for anywhere in the United States and relatively mm-hmm. inexpensive. Um, you know, I don't know how much it is to get to San Diego, but uh, I did price flights to LA for the LA Sevens and opening weekend. And that was only like 260 from Boston round trip, which is great.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah, that's
0: really good. I know. I know, so but I didn't pull the trigger, thankfully, because who knows what the schedule is going to look like once the Hawks come out.
1: <laughs> well, that schedule hopefully comes out. I think it'll probably come out early next week, and I, I I don't know how much longer they can wait. So
0: yeah, and we'll use that as our patented uh, transition, our segue into 2024. Yeah. Charlotte Hawks are apparently coming out. I've um, we've we've reached out to USA Rugby about getting Scott Lawrence, whoever else, to talk about the team, but they're not in a place to talk about it just yet. Soon maybe next week for our very first show for uh, also i should have mentioned this um our first show of the season other than this is next wednesday and we'll let you know the guests as soon well, as soon as we know uh, <laughs> and we got so some names on we don't, lined we don't up. have we'll, one yet <laughs> <laughs> it might be us two again uh, so talk about what you know about the hawks
1: Whew. Um <laughs> Which one, the the rugby league team or the the, the Union Atlanta hosts? Hawks?
0: No.
1: <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think um, the concept, the idea of introducing the Charlotte Hawks into Major League Rugby is such a fun idea. It's such a, yeah. a a neat idea, even if the execution of it wasn't the smoothest. Right, um, you, you know sounds like conversations were going on for a while and then unfortunately yeah mlr did put out a season schedule and then world rugby was like hey actually we'll fund this let's help this out and okay so the schedule's got to be tweaked and unfortunately there may have been some folks who have booked some travel and you know obviously that that stinks for them um but taking a step back in the grand scheme of things like i think this is what mlr you know yes, it's a, it's a startup league where each individual club and then wants to win a championship, you know, but part of it too, is also, Hey, how can we try and develop American talent for the, for the men's Eagle? And I think this Charlotte Hawks team will accomplish that, you know, so I'm excited to see how this team performs. And we've seen some preliminary lists of who is on it and we'll probably get more details about it, but I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I think it's nothing but good things. And yeah, there's so many more questions, like the long term, like, is it going to be self-sustaining, like after the 27 and 31 Rugby World Cup, hopefully MLR's still around then, like, yeah. is someone else going to come in and take over the team, and all those questions can be answered in due time, but after the last two years with Major League Rugby and some some growing pains and Men's Eagles not making the World Cup, this is an exciting development, so I'm, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped too, there's going to be a lot of players, I know. Um, uh, what I've read so far, the free Jacks have sent over um, um, uh, Ivan Polo Pula, mm-hmm. yep. I believe. And then also Nola sent over Kale Hodgson. I mean, these I think that's a good move for those two players because you look at at Ivan at least with the free Jacks, he's not playing. So at least we'll get him playing time. Yeah. All right. I, I just had a conversation with a soccer coach actually uh, who I'm going to be coaching with next fall. And uh, we had that conversation about swing players, stuff like that. You know, the players on the varsity side mm-hmm. who are going to sit on the bench. And they never will get better that way. You know, you well, can train, yeah. train, train, but you're not playing games. You're not going to improve that much. So I like the idea of this. And who knows? We might see some overseas players come back for this. You know, Nafi Maafu, mm-hmm. who I don't know if you noticed, um, is getting his first minutes with uh, Beeritz. I can't I don't yeah. remember how to say that. I saw name. you posted about that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm glad you're paying attention. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, he's getting his first minutes since last season. And, and he's had injury issues. So and he has one more year in his contract, but I'm wondering if maybe this may draw him back to the States mm-hmm. where he will play for a team like Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but hopefully in a situation where he can stay healthy. I don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with the situation now. Probably doesn't. He just has been injured. Yeah. Uh, but it will be good to see that come back. Um, I am excited about the Charlotte Hawks. I don't see them winning a game this season, but hopefully competitive, you know.
1: And look, and like, so yeah, maybe they go on 16 this year and that's fine. But if they could show progress and growth and build towards something in the year after, what'd be interesting is, you know, are they going to be trying to win an MLR championship, a shield, yeah. right? Or are they just trying to mix and match and get players playing time? So that'll be an interesting thing to to figure out. And look, if you're a top domestic talent and you have an opportunity to go play overseas in like a top 14, you obviously take that, right? Because it's oh, yeah. the Top 14 is the best, you know, the best, one of the best uh, leagues in the world. So David, I knew he's always going to play over there and he's going to get more money, but he has an opportunity to come back and play with the men's Eagles for camps. That's great. Right. What I'm most excited about for this Hawks program, you know, we always talk about how it's hard to develop certain positions, right? Front row prop. Yeah, go overseas and, and learn the dark arts of the scrum, wherever you can play the best competition. The other position in my mind is that fly half, right? That great American Mm. fly half. And yes, we've got A.J. McGinty, and he'll probably be there in in 27, right? And you got Luke Hardy there. But after that, 31, who is going to be the Men's Eagles fly half, right? And there's a number of young players. Can the Hawks program – Get some of these young American flyoffs that are coming out of the domestic programs that are coming out of college that maybe are on some MLR clubs but aren't getting minutes. Can they then play for the Hawks and get a ton of experience? So I'm talking a guy now guys like Mike Ware who's, Old glory DC yeah. drafted two years ago, who did get 40 minutes of game time against Houston last year, but. Hasn't seen the field very much. A guy like Max Schumacher, who Houston drafted out of Cal, who's probably going to maybe play fullback, right? So I don't know if he's going to the Hawks, right? He wasn't on that list. Maybe Houston retained him. But players like that and other players in the next four to five years that are coming out of high school and college, they need game time, right? Can this Hawks program give them that valuable game time? Because I think there's to be such a great story of a – American-born player coming out of high school and college and then going into the Men's Eagle. Like, I love A.J. McGinty. He's fantastic, right? And he became U.S. eligible and fantastic. We're going to need more of those players. But for the U.S. to get really good, to develop these homegrown talents, I'd love to see a more American-born fly half, right, coming out of high school and college, MLR going to the Men's Eagle. Like, I think there's such a cool story arc and a path for for future players to say, hey, look, there is a way. So
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering um, if capped players right now maybe would want to go play for that team eventually because you look at the leagues and some teams are stacked with their international players so when they get onto the international pitch they're not new to each other uh, I, I think if that if that happens that's not for years from now but mm-hmm. but that could be something you know yeah uh, the other thing about the team is coaching you know rumors maybe scott lawrence whatever i i personally don't see that just because i don't know he's an atlanta guy he's not going to be I mean, maybe he will commute from atlanta but um, it's not any it's not a short trip it's a few hours a couple hours um, but I don't, I don't know you know it could be um, who was the Hawks coach this past year would it be the Hawks coach you know yeah so who knows who the coaching staff's going to be I think they do but <laughs> um, looking at rugby at, at rugby LA I almost said Rugby Atlanta because close enough <laughs> Uh we're starting to see notifications from them. Starting to see updates as far as like, um, you know, uh, announcements of players. A lot of the older players from, you know, from Atlanta are joining the team. So that's good to see there. Um, have we heard about any other bigger names that really have stood out? You know, and when I'm talking about other players, I'm talking about players like Niall Saunders. Um, uh, you know, obviously has some great experience overseas. Uh, been in the league here, here a bit too. You know, Jason Dam from Atlanta. Uh, you know, Holland's shield, Holland's head, sorry, mm-hmm. a fly after New Zealand. Nice to get him in there. Um, Emery from New York. That's a great signing, I think. And, and of course, Andrew Coe is a great signing as well for this team. So, you know, other than that, I mean, are they signing the players that are going to make them competitive this year?
1: Yeah, I think they've got, you know, they did release their entire roster a couple of weeks ago, and I think they have a competitive, I think there'll be a competitive yeah. um, team, right? I, you know, I've talked on another podcast about how the, the what? Wait, what? You're cheating on me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Uh, uh, that the owners are seasoned operators, right? Like they have run the Tel Aviv Heat, and you know they were in the finals of a rugby Europe Super Cup or whatever that's called. I think I have that wrong, but uh, you know the seasoned operators, like they know what they're doing. They can put a roster together. Yeah. Will they storm out of the gate and make the playoffs? Probably. Maybe, I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I think they have a competitive roster, right? I don't think they're just going to get run all over the field.
0: So um, I think That's their uniforms true. look good too, for what it's worth. All right. So let's think about predictions for this next season of MLR. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think free jacks have reloaded. Uh, San Diego's definitely reloaded. So you look at the two teams that made it the finals. Are they the favorites to get back?
1: I have I I did a prediction uh, at the end of 2023. And the year before, I said that the New England Free Jacks would beat the San Diego Legion in the final. So I got that one right. So tip (laughs) the cap there to myself. Thank you very much. (laughs) This year, I do think New England Free Jacks are the team to beat. And my prediction was based off of how it was going to be one conference and not split back into two. So that could change things, but whatever. I'm just going to leave it. I have... It, it may not work now because if they are splitting back to the conferences, I'll have to change this. But on de- December 31st, 2023, my prediction for 2024 MLR season was the San Diego Legion beating the Houston Sabercats. So Sabercats. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're they're a strong team. They made the playoffs the year before. I think they've quietly added a few more pieces. People yeah. may be overlooking them. But now that we're going back to the conferences, San Diego, Houston, it's probably not going to work. So I'm gonna to have to figure that out. You know, if it's a rematch of San Diego, New England, great. Um, but love to see love to see what else could happen there. Seattle's strong club, they've retooled. Um, Chicago had a heck yeah, of an Chicago. off season. You know, maybe they're putting something together there. Oh, Glory's going to be in the mix. You know, Utah's fun. It's, it's going to be tough to see, but I've, certainly I would say coming out of the gate, you got to think uh, New England and San Diego are, the, are in the pole position in each conference to,
0: to get back. And what about D.C.? They were right there. I mean, they were fighting to the end. <laughs>
1: they have made some strong moves in the off season. They got a new head yeah. coach, Simon cross to kind of focus more on defense. They brought on a number of internationals, particularly in the back three where I think they got exposed a little bit defensively and had some issues in the kick and chase in the aerial game, but they have brought in a couple of USA eligible players to Alex Muller, who is a Puma sevens uh, international, who I think is mm. domestic qualified. Now they brought in Damian Hoyland, uh, uh, a, a former Scotland international excited about that. They brought back Jason Robertson, their fly half who a couple of years ago during the pandemic year when old glory stormed out of the gate, he was leading the MLR in in points. So, you know, reuniting with Danny to So, okay, you know, there's back, some, yep. there's some good things that are going to be happening there. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they've, they've um, added more depth, which was key, but I mean, they're still chasing new England. So that's, it's going to be tough for them.
0: Yeah, and quickly, let's talk about USA 15s this year. I think sevens, I think we both agree, Olympic year. Um, I, I just think they're just getting ready for the Olympics. I don't think they're really going to be pushing too much to win circuits. I mean, they are, obviously. Yeah. But obviously the goal now is Olympics, and it's, it's great to see them both in there. We can argue about who's going to be on the team. <laughs> you know, other than that, I, I think I think that's what we're all looking for is how they will succeed in that tournament. So at the end of the year, we'll do this again. We'll talk about how well they're going to do the Olympics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but looking at 15s, so let's look at 15s men. Uh, you know, predictions for me is Scott Lawrence takes that interim tag away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't honestly. I don't think it changes anything. I think he's been going at it as a full time coach the yep. whole time Same. as the head time, head coach. Um, and we're looking at 13, 14 matches. Where I have heard Scotland is one of them so far. And then, of course, we have the matches in the Pacific Rim. Um, Do you think we have a chance of having a winning record at the end of 24? You know, I think you
1: can't control the outcome. You can only control the process, right? So they can continue to build in build off of the success at the end of 2023 and if they can be at 500 or have a winning record that's fantastic. They're going to have some really big matches coming up. You mentioned Scotland in July. I'm hearing it might be in the DC area, I don't know. Um <laughs> that'd be really cool. But yeah, if you talk about the Pacific Nations Cup right, I think they're they're going to at least play Canada, you know, once or twice and I think yeah. I got to remember who they're matching up with, but I think maybe Japan or Tonga. That Japan's going to be tough. Tonga is going to be difficult and then there'll be some other matches in between. I know we measure ourselves on wins and losses, but I just want to see, you know, continual improvement. We don't need to be razor sharp in in 2024, but as we start to get right. into the Rugby World Cup qualifying, it's like over 27. I'd rather see those results then as opposed to, you know, but it's all part of the process. So uh, I skimped out on answering your question.
0: <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm with you. I think we all think the same thing. Um, I think once we hear or see the exact schedule, we'll know a little more and see who's available. You know, uh, as we know now, um, agent McGinty is actually back in the mix and this was, you know, he's healthy again. Um, you know, the, 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 the Bristol bears posted this for him online before that match to the day. And, and he immediately, Looked young. I don't know if you watched that match with the Bears last week, but he was fast. He was quick. He's clearing out rucks. You know, he he was setting up some good passes. And this video is stuttering, but it's my fault. Uh, (laughs) But you get the idea. You know, I I think him back in the mix healthy will be great, and it will help out this team. Uh, and of course we can get a and others over from overseas as well. You know, it's not as many anymore as James Dealey has pointed out a couple of times to me. Uh, I'm running out <laughs> of players to cover overseas. So <laughs> no, you know, there's so many women's Eagles in, in the premiership women's. There family. are, there yeah. are. And speaking of women's Eagles, I, 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 I don't know. I'd like to hear more about their program, about matches coming up other than the WXV. Um, you know, we are working on getting Sion Fuka Foca as a guest very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, USA Rugby is in communication with him about coming on. Uh, just needing to make sure he has enough to talk about other than what he's done in the past, you know, what he knows about the landscape and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting point, to, uh, interesting tangent. Um, Dan Lyle was on a pod overseas not long ago, and he did talk about there was a deal for the Lions to come through the United States to play either USA or Barbarians, like North American Barbarians yeah. team. And I think world rugby nixed that, but well, there was a deal set. It sounded like <laughs> in Vegas, right? I in think Vegas. yeah. And I would have been good with it actually either way. I mean, I think a North American barbarians team would be fun. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way I think that it, it ends up being some of a competitive match, not winning, yeah. but competitive, uh, okay. Jumping forward. we got a few more minutes here. Um, let's, let's talk about USA or oh, us rugby happening. Let's talk about our show for a second. Okay. Um, it's not the, the new Netflix series coming out on Six Nations. It's better, uh, less production involved, less money needed. <laughs> but this is this is us. So we have a wish list, and if you uh, um, are you know, have been watching the show at all. You know, the season four is coming up. We have three seasons before us. We moved from clubhouse to Twitter spaces. Um, I don't know what else. I think we did smoke signals once we've done all kinds of stuff. Um, But as you're all knowing, now we are on live stream video, uh, Instagram live, Facebook live, YouTube live. Um, We can go other places, Um, but we're working that out now and, and we'll have everything lined up or lined, you know, working perfectly by midway through our season. Uh, But also, before I get to that, I just want you all to see now, we, we also have a couple of newsletters. Um, uh, John has one also we'll talk about in a second. Um, Eagles Overseas has one talking about the podcast. And in the in one of the newsletters, you'll see a list of which Eagles are playing over the weekend or who's who's selected. You'll see here also Nafi Maafu is Maaf, in there playing today, actually. And then there's also notes on there how you can watch the games as well. And you get that also on the Rugby Morning news, uh, Newsletter, so check that out too. Um You'll see David Anu'u is, is, is actually reserved for Toulouse in the, in the Champions Cup match coming up. Um, Kate Zachary actually is not playing. I forgot to remove that. She is not selected for this match coming up, getting a nice break. And mm-hmm. AJ's back also. Um, I got the Bears winning by five, although people think the Bulls will win. And you'll see a bunch of other USA Eagles playing there as well. So check that out. Um, I wanna, I'm going to jump in real quick. I did mention websites, so I'm going to show this real fast. Um, this is the Eagles Overseas website. If you we had, had a chance, make sure you click on those banners over there so you can give me like three or four cents every time you <laughs> click on it. Uh, <laughs> um, on there, you can see all kinds of stuff. You can look at player profiles, schedules. Um, there's news in there, uh, mostly stuff about the podcast and every so often stuff about you know Eagles by the numbers every week. Stuff comes out about the Eagles, how many minutes they played, try scored, etc. Um, you'll see a little rugby morning, you know, post in there or or a logo, but a lot going on on that website. And then also we have um, this other one. I mean, I don't really care much about this one, but tell me about your website, Fitzy.
1: yeah uh this is just you know a place where you can sign up to receive the 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 newsletter that comes out monday through friday i just have it up online so it's easy for people to uh sign up but you know i put you know all of the the different podcasts up there a similar schedule uh that you have as well and then i just link out to each day's daily newsletter and it's really just a way for folks to uh you know you, you miss stuff on social and it's an easy the email is an easy quick read two or three minutes to feel like you're up to speed on everything that's going on um in rugby
0: all right in two minutes or less let's do this real quick i want to talk about this yeah <laughs> yeah mlr jerseys are out uh whew. i tell you there's some interesting ones in there let's go let's pick your two favorite uh go ahead
1: yeah um I'm going to do a few. I I really do like Old Glory DC's away jersey, that all red. The detail with the uh, the you Lincoln like Memorial that. on the jersey, I think that looks really clean. If you go back to the the one that shows all of them, I do like the Dallas Stars uh, home jersey. I like that big, bold star. Yes, I know that looks like the Dallas Stars, the <laughs> 1999, the Dallas Stars <laughs> won the Stanley Cup, so maybe that'll be good things for Dallas. Um, New England's, it's not on here, but they're alternate where it's all white, so clean, love that. Yeah. Um, I also like the Chicago's, uh, home Jersey. That just looks really, really, really nice. Um, yeah. The one with the stripes, I mean, yeah. across the board, I don't think there was any one where they're like, Oh, that's ugly or terrible Miami. They leaned into the Miami, um, Miami vice vibe. Colors, so
0: yeah.
1: I love that. I wish their home jerseys were their home shorts were pink, but, uh, across the board, you know, that solid look. Good, good job. Kappa.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you too. I, I really enjoy the Chicago uniform. I could see myself buying one of those. Um, I do like the stripes, uh, despite them making me look fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Star is kind of like, a, I, I like it. I think it's getting too much, you know, and, and same thing with uh, I like, like San Diego or whatever. It's just, I, I don't know. Some of these jerseys are just too much for me. Seattle, I, I get lost with that one. Um, I, like, I do like Mount Rainier. On no, I, I like too. the RCLA. Uh, I'm yeah, telling you, I think, I think it's they simple. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Despite what people say about the logo, I, I think that the look is nice and you're right. Yeah. The DC, oh, it's sharp. That red, that yeah, dark it's blue. Good. It's really sharp. I, I might, I do not like, I'm okay with Miami. I get it. It's, it's not, I mean, what are the colors going to do? Um, NOLA same way, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know, getting kind of tired of the, you know, the, the purple, golds, and greens. It's just like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's their colors. Obviously you're going to want to have those in there, but, um, not my thing. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I'm a fan of the free Jacks jersey, uh, yeah. and Chicago. I think those are two of my favorite ones, you know. So, yeah, there you have it, everybody. This has been the first soft launch of this most amazing show, the Six Nations Reek. Oh, I'm sorry, no, not Six Nations, <laughs> all the other things. So, anyway, do us a favor, check out, um, you know, check us out online, social media, Eagles overseas, Rookie Morning. You can visit our website, sign up for the newsletters and get news on USA Rugby, MLR News, and much more. Fitz, anything else you want to say?
1: No, this is great. I love the production value. I'm looking forward to uh, all the different episodes in 2024. It's top of cool, last man. year.
0: All right. We'll check it out, and we'll see you guys all later. Good night, good day, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs>